0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Victoria and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, December 19th and we will be reading from the big book, Chapter 6, Into Action. We are at page 84, beginning with the second poll paragraph, Are These Extravagant Promises? Um, today's readers are, in the order that they will be reading, Carol P., Michelle, Sharon, Fran, and Judy B. The share code for yesterday, Tuesday, December 18th meeting, is 3518. Overreaders Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, shoot through shared experience, strength, and hope, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now call on Anne Marie to read the 12 steps, please.
1: Good morning. This is Anne Marie, compulsive eater. Um, one, we admitted we were powerless over food. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive eaters and practice these principles in all our affairs.
0: Thank you. I will now call on Margaret Kay to read the 12 traditions, please. Good morning, Victoria. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Margaret recovered in New Jersey. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Eleven, our public relation policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other pub- public me- media communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you when I pass. Thank you. How our meeting works. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book, Chapter 6, Into Action, on page 84. The first full paragraph, beginning with a sentence, Are these extravagant promises? Carol P., would you begin reading,
2: please? Carol, could you press star
3: 1 to unmute, please? Oh, Good morning, Victoria. Good morning, a vision for you. Carol, compulsive overeater. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. This, st- this step brings us, uh, excuse me, this thought brings us to step ten, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set, right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commenced this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and in effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. And when these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. And I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Carol. Would someone care to comment on what was just read? This is Kim. Kim, good morning. Go ahead, please. Good morning, Victoria. Good morning, my fellows. My name is Kim. I'm a Recovered Compulsive reader from South Jersey. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. You know, so once again, we're being told action. Next. Next we do this. Next we do that. So. At this point, we have experienced um, the promises of that nine step, and we're starting to take this skill set. We learned the skill set in four through nine, and we cleared away that wreckage of the past, and now we're going to take that same exact skill set, and we're going to start applying it to our present. When we do that,
2: we will continue to grow
0: in understanding and effectiveness. You know, I often hear that these are the maintenance steps, 10 through 12. I don't think that's true. I think these are the growth steps. Because how can we apply these principles in our daily life and not grow? You know, we are not able to stand still in this program. We're either moving towards recovery or we're moving towards the disease. And now that we are recovered, we have a lot of work we have to do in order to maintain that. You know, I think about when I was in college, you know, and I learned all this skill set in college, and it was tough. But it wasn't until I got to the job and I had to apply those skills I learned in college that I truly felt like that profession because now I was using it in my daily life. Now I was reaping the benefits. Now I was actually showing that I had this skill set and and I could do this. So our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. We do not sit still. I think, unfortunately, I know for myself, unfortunately, I would do a four through nine and think, "Whoa, that's done with, and I would go back to wreaking havoc on the world and then wonder why I would go back to the food. So I need to work as diligently in steps 10, 11, and 12 as I did in four through nine. But at this point, I've been restored to sanity, have conscious contact with my my, uh, higher power, and I can
4: begin to live in
0: these promises that this book gives us. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Who else would like to share on what was read?
2: Press star 1 to
0: unmute your phone.
1: Hi, this is Anne-Marie.
0: Anne-Marie, good morning. Go ahead, please.
1: Hi, thank you. What an important step, Um, paragraph, I should say, both these paragraphs. Actually, the first paragraph that we read, that really short one, um, is what promise that has for us. They are being fulfilled among us, you know, um, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Once again, we have a promise. WITH, um, YOU KNOW, A CONTINGENCY, YOU KNOW, IF WE WORK FOR THEM. Um, AND THEY DO COME TRUE. AND, um, LIKE KIM WAS SAYING, I TOO, um, MANY TIMES, uh, HAVE GONE THROUGH THE STEPS MANY TIMES, BUT DID NOT CONTINUE WITH THIS. THESE, ste- THIS PARAGRAPH, that THE FOLLOWING PARAGRAPH, YOU KNOW, THIS THOUGHT BRINGS US TO STEP TEN, IS EXPLICIT DIRECTIONS ON HOW TO LIVE LIFE. VERY, VERY SIMPLE, LAID OUT, I MEAN, word by word, you know, um, of of how to take a good look at ourselves and how to uh take responsibility for um for our behavior. And so many times um I have just not done it. Um gotten to this step and um it, it just got complacent, I guess that's the word. And um didn't follow through with ten and eleven and twelve, but um this this paragraph is it's just so simple it's simply laid out for us. Um, it, I just wish the whole world would 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 follow these uh, instructions in this paragraph. What a great, great place to live if it would be. Um, but all I need to do is concentrate on myself. Thank you, <laughs> I Sort to remind myself of that. I just have to remind myself that I'm the one who needs to follow these instructions. They're very simple, and um, you know if I do that, then my life would be a lot easier. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Anne-Marie. Who else would like to share on what was read? This is Patricia. May I share? Yes, come on, Patricia. Yes, Patricia, go ahead, please, and then Janice. I just wanted to share on the, the next function is to grow and understand and effectiveness. To grow and understand, because for me, to grow and understand is... I just went through, okay, the first nine steps. So, therefore, there was so much that I had, there was so much wrong in my life, okay, my thinking. Everything was so wrong that I have to, now I have to grow in this new life. I cannot just think that all that old stuff has disappeared, because it doesn't. It keeps cropping up, as it says down here, continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. See, because when they crop up, because they will crop up, because I am still growing, and I'm going to grow until the day I die. You know, um, that's a promise from God himself, You know, and um, so I just wanted to share that, that this is an ongoing, this is not a destination. This is a journey. (laughs) Anyways, thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Patricia. Go ahead, Janice. Good morning, Victoria. Good morning, Vision for you. My name is Janice. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Well, I'd just like to say a couple things on that paragraph. Are these extravagant promises? Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. You know, I I agree with what Kim said. I have a new skill set. You know, by the time I have worked through step nine to the best of my ability, I'm acquiring some new life skills, some new life skills, but some new attitudes as well. You know, it says our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change, will change. You know, and I am in this place now where I see that this has worked for other people, that there are other people who are in this fellowship with me who now intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle them, you know, who are gaining interest in their fellows, who are no longer acting in self-seeking ways, but are looking to look at life with a helpful attitude. How can I be of service? How can I help other people? You know, the whole attitude and outlook upon life, my whole attitude and outlook upon life was changed. It was changed, but it says that these promises, although they are coming true, happen sometimes quickly and sometimes slowly, and that I can count on these things happening to me like they've happened to other people if I continue to do this work, if I continue to do this work that I'm doing now, and what I found is that I began to live life wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. You know, I began to act in ways that I never could have imagined would become true for me, but they were becoming true for me. And I could see how my experience needed to stay green, that I needed to remember who I was and what I was up against, always, always. So step 10 is going to allow me the opportunity to do that, to continue to take personal inventory to continue to look at myself and to learn how to be helpful and useful in the world by continuing to take personal inventory and to let God continue to remove these blockages from me so that I can live in in communion with other people and with the God of my understanding. And I'm so grateful that, that that very short and very significant paragraph was put in there because those promises seemed extravagant to me. They did, but they seemed wonderful to me. Wonderful that I could count on those happening for me because I could see that they happened to the people around me. And so I could hold on tight and know that if I kept on doing this work and kept in this process and kept in fellowship with other people and in conscious contact with my higher power, the way I've been taught all the way along, that that would bring me to step 10 and that I would continue to work this program as if my life depended on it, so that I continued to change. And with that, I'll pass. Hi, this is Nancy. Monica? Yes, Nancy. Nancy, go ahead, please, and Monica. Hi, my name is Nancy. I'm in recovery, compulsive overeater, addict. Um,
5: the only step we have to work perfectly is the first step, and oftentimes, we're powerless over life. And I think a lot of us, you know, come into these rooms, I know
0: I did, you know, um, and in and, and doing the steps and, uh, because I didn't know how to cope. I didn't know how to cope with reality, and so I turned to the food, I turned to alcohol, I turned to other addictions, and so now the steps of AA, the 12 steps the program of OA
5: and AA, has helped me live a healthy life. It gave me a tool for living. And it has helped millions of people. And what I have found in my journey
0: throughout these 12-step programs is we had to learn to work. It's work from within without. We have to become spiritually centered and work from within without and learn how to cope with life, with people, places, and things, by using these steps instead of using the food. And I just have to say that a day at a time, I still discover after all these years that I have to learn how to cope with life, with reality, in a way that, because a lot of people have not been blessed with this way of living, this spiritual way of living, and it still affects me. So that's why I need the room, and I need the phone call, and I need the fellowship to reach out to other people who are at least trying to live a life from within without we go into these rooms we go onto these phones so that we can be strong and deal with the world outside because the world is disease, there but for the grace of god go i but it's a matter of staying strong and it's difficult it's not easy at all but what helps us is reaching out and the fellowship of the program and that's why i find that people who have time they've grown and they've done these steps and i need to stick close to them and the newcomers, I need to be a little bit more patient and tolerant with because they're bringing in the residue and are still living a life of without within. And we got to let go of that life. It's a new life right now. And it is a loving God, and it is the work of the fellowship. And I thank you all for being here, and I hope I made some sense, but I hope you have a beautiful day, and it's a daily reprieve. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Go ahead, Monica.
5: Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. I just love this paragraph, as many of you know. I love it. I love it. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. And this is the most favorite part to me. They will always materialize if we work for them and what hope is being given here and what hope this gave me when I walked into that first big book step study meeting and I heard recovery and I saw recovery and I was desperate and I wanted I identified with them and I wanted what they had and they said to me get a sponsor do this work." And you will have this too. And it's also promised in the big book here on page 84. They will always materialize. That means develop, take form, become real if we work for them. But what hope? And I want to give everybody out there who's struggling, don't give up. There is hope. Get a sponsor. Do the work take the actions. You know, God will do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. But Monica, you better do what you can do. And if you do, these promises you will get recovery too. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Monica. This is Victoria, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. I'd like to share on what was read. The passage here that I particularly want to focus on is we vigorously commenced this way of living as we cleaned up the past. When I started this process, I thought I was just going to be taking an inventory, and by the time I was at the end of this process, I had been... Transformed into a new way of seeing and being and doing that I had no idea was going to take place. I was taken by the power of steps four through nine and placed in a new way of living, experienced a new way of living. And for me, the essence of that way of living had to do with admitting that I was wrong. In active addiction, admitting that I was wrong was an anathema to me. I It sickened me. And I thought that was because I had such a fragile ego. And in the process of four through nine, I came to learn that I had a flamingly irrepressible ego that was there was no. I had no weak ego. I had little self-esteem because I did so few esteemable acts. But my ego was running my life and anyone else's life um, that I had the opportunity and felt I was entitled to run. So it, when I, in active addiction, admitting I was wrong really was shattering. Um, and I learned through this process and elsewhere in the big book I was told not only will I be wrong I will be frequently wrong not only now but in the future it isn't just the wreckage of the past that I will be cleaning up I will be cleaning up the wreckage of the future because I am an inherently fallible human being I learned that it wasn't only past actions that were my problem. Through this process, I came to see defects of character that in step eight in the 12 and 12 were told actually were with us so long and ran so deep that those defects of character came to organize our entire personalities. This was a job that I could not possibly do on my own. And it was much bigger, a much bigger problem than just
5: situations
0: where I did the wrong thing. It was about the effects of character, which did organize my personality. And through this process of four through nine, that started to transform. Change that deep started to transform. And through ego puncturing,
4: um,
0: I started to become right-sized. And instead of experiencing right-sized as I thought it would be and feared it would be, which was quite ordinary and undistinguished, unremarkable, because, of course, in disease, it was important for me to be distinguished above you all. after four through nine and the right-sizedness which continued as in the years after four through nine I continued to live this way of life I came to experience directly that inventory equals pain relief it was that simple I can honestly say I never came to love taking my inventory. It isn't something that I, I felt extreme joy every time I need to take an inventory, but what I have come to feel is a deep desire and a willingness to do it because the, the defects in me which cause me pain in life, that is where the relief and the freedom comes. So with that, I'll pass. Uh, Would someone else like to share on what was read?
6: This is Leah. This is Paula.
0: Good morning, Leah. Go ahead, please, and then Paula.
7: Thank you, Victoria. Good morning, everybody. My name is Leah. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Power-packed paragraph here with Step 10. This thought brings us to Step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along well step 10 is giving me a lot of responsibility here it's uh really forcing me to um you know live this live this design for living um it's not a new step as was suggested earlier by another comment you know step 10 it's not a new step in a way it's a summary of all the steps that have come before. It's a continuous practice. As as you notice, the word continue is utilized there twice. Uh, It's a continuous practice of steps four through nine on a daily basis. So it suggests I continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as I go along. So just because I'm recovered at this point doesn't mean that I've risen above human. You know, I've got to stand guard over these spiritual pests of mine. We vigorously commenced this way of living as we cleaned up the past. So this is an owner's manual, you know, how to handle myself. This is a lifetime occupation of evaluation and correction. But the big book makes it very clear as to how I do this. Why do I need to do this? Well, it tells me in the next sentence, we have entered the world of the spirit. You know, I'm now in this fourth spiritual dimension, but those things that can block me, you know, such as, Selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear, those things can resent me, can block me off from God and eventually, you know, will deteriorate my my spiritual condition, obviously. So the program of recovery, step 10 here, is giving me an opportunity to recalculate. You know, we all use GPS today, and I love it, you know, because when I make a wrong turn, my little GPS on the dashboard says recalculating. And that's exactly what Step 10 allows to happen in my life. I can recalculate. I have an opportunity to correct mistakes. You know, if I didn't speak to my husband in the most loving and patient and tolerant way, you know what? I get an opportunity to recalculate. I get an opportunity when these things crop up, I ask God at once to remove them. I realize it right away. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, I let a a critical comment come out of my mouth. Uh Uh-oh, recalculating, recalculating. Please, God, help me correct them. Help me remove this. We discuss them with someone immediately, immediately. You notice the tempo here. I make a quick phone call. You know, I I said some comments that uh, I should not have. I've opened a Pandora's box now. Now I have to correct myself. And this is not the next day. This is immediately, as as soon as those things spill out of my mouth, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, time to, to recalculate. So we discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly, right away, right away, not the next day. For me personally, right away, head right back up there. I need to apologize for the way I spoke to you. That was not the most respectful way I could have spoken to you, and I apologize. We make amends quickly. If we have harmed anyone, then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Again, this is a... This is a lifetime occupation of evaluation and correction because what this is doing is it's increasing my capacity to develop healthier ways of relating to other people and, of course, relating to God. They're all interconnected. Those three relationships, relationship with myself, this examination that I'm responsible for, relationship with God, and relationship with others. They all reflect upon one another. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Leah. Go ahead, please, Paula.
6: This would be Paula, Recovered Compulsible Rita. I'm going to come alongside here. We have entered the world of the spirit. We're in a different place now. The placement is different. We've entered. We've come into. We've begun here. So we see things different from the world of the spirit. And then it continues on. And yes, you know, the before what we were writing, well, that what we were reading, that would be the review. But now we're coming over here to this world of the spirit. And then it continues on. And that word continue, yes. Twice before this line, it was mentioned and twice after. Continue is perseverance. And then it says, This is not an overnight matter. It should, and there it is, continue for our lifetime, for our lifetime, their perseverance again. And then it says, continue to watch. You many times in military, to watch is to be on guard. It's to be on guard, to look out for. But you're coming from the world of the Spirit now. Other times you weren't equipped. You didn't see. Now we're equipping you. God himself is. And to keep to look with close attention at or on to tend to God. What are we got in? What do we got in here? Our life with God, a new way of life that we've been given. And then it said, but not by ourselves, by the way. We have God Himself. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up. Now, that's a state. They're a karma. When these crop up, no full well, they will. But we're going to deal with them differently because we are coming from the world of spirit. And what do we do there? We ask God at once to remove them. Honey, if you don't recognize them, you're not going to ask Him to remove anything. So here again, we're on God. Recognize them to remove them. And then again, as was said, We discuss them with someone immediately. Honey, don't wait on this. Don't invite it in for a cup of tea. Because before you know it, it'll be there for dinner. And make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. Anyone. Whether you think it or not. If they have put out that they felt harmed by you, word or deed. And I love this. Then we resolutely, okay, I've done my part. Then you turn your thoughts to someone we can help, and there it is. And it ends with, of course, love and tolerance of others is our code. There are a set of principles put before us to live. Thank you for allowing me to share, and with that, I do pass.
0: Thank you, Paula. Would someone yep. else care to share on what was read? Judy B. from Massachusetts. Judy B. And then there was someone else?
4: Edie
0: Edini. All right, Judy B, please go ahead and then Edini. Oh, what a beautiful paragraph. It really it sums up our our whole program um and tells us exactly what we need to do. It's just so precise. So clear. I just I just love the way it it tells us exactly what we have to do. And it and we're going in step 10, we're going through the, uh, the steps we've completed. We're going through them again. Each, each moment, you know, we, we're, in, we're in the world of the spirit. We're being guided by, by um, our higher power, by the God of our understanding. And, and I think my favorite sentence is, our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. I mean, that's what we're meant to do, you know. We're we're going to be um, useful servants of God. We're we're going to be uh, helping other people. We're going to be living a life that that makes a difference. That has a purpose. And and it's not an overnight matter. I mean, this is really clear. W- once once we, this compulsion is removed, we have so much more to do. I mean, now we can see more clearly, and we're able to to see the things that we uh do, like being selfish, being dishonest, being resentful, and having fears. We're able to see those so much more clearly, and we know what to do you know we when we're, we're not shocked by them we know that they're part of life, and yet. We ask God at once to remove them and we discuss them with someone immediately and we make amends if we've harmed anyone and then we turn our thoughts to someone we can help it's just it's just such a beautiful program and a beautiful way to live and when we do this yes the promises do come true and we become useful servants of God it it's just it it gives life purpose and meaning and um the world of wanting to get you know more and more and more things more and more and more food that just leaves us and, and we, we we get an uh we just get a uh, an understanding and a and a peace that that only god can give us and it's such a beautiful thing at this time of year to know that. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Please go ahead, Edini.
4: Good morning, my bro- uh, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Edini, a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Ah, uh, this is what is yummy, delicious, and fulfilling. This is my ease and comfort. This is what I crave now. These principles are now reflecting on how my life is today because I turned I into we, and I am with God in the light of the Spirit guiding me every step of the way just as long as I hold on to his hand. I I love calling these steps a stairway to heaven because each step, I took, morphed me into God's way and out of my way, uh, uh, into a new freedom. It's such a wow experience. This is about living the change of my character. It's a spiritual life now. I live a spiritual life, no more a self-life. My heart has been cleansed. My mind has been renewed. I am living on God's terms now. I have changed to we on this spiritual journey. My behavior tells me that what my behavior tells me what really matters to me. So, what would God have me do instead? Thank you, and I pass.
0: Good morning. This is Margaret. Good morning, Margaret. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to go back to that word because, again, for people who are, it's been stated already, for people who are wondering if this stuff can really work, you know, if this program really works, where it says they will always materialize if we work for them. I used to hang on to those words. And I, I just looked up the word effectiveness, and uh, one of the things that it says is uh, produces results. And, you know, I hear, I heard so many times on this line that I would be able to do things that I couldn't do before. And I—that that is producing results. This program is producing results in my life as I work it. And what a miracle as I go through the day. And I, I, I will think, I could not have done that before. I know this is just not me. There's no no doubt about that. But it, it does produce the results. And, and I also uh, did steps one through nine many, many times. But I did not know how to live in, to stay in the the spiritual and to grow in it mostly, to be able to grow and to notice again all those resentments and angers as they cropped up through the day. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't taught, uh, didn't know or didn't hear, whatever. I just didn't know how to keep it going, you know, once I cleared away the wreckage of the past. Because today, thank God, you know, it's, it is a journey and um of endurance, you know it is a journey of endurance, but yet you know the promises are at the end is that we will we will not tire so easily because we're not trying to run life as we had tried to run it before, and that's what you know that's the results that it's producing I'm not as tired i'm I'm peaceful, and it is facing life on life's terms but that this program. It does give us the ability to to work through things, and they they do materialize. The spiritual life is not a theory. We have to live it, but it's a new way of life. And without a I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret. Would someone else care to share on this paragraph? Helena, may I share? Yes, Helena. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Um, I do love this section of the big book but then there's not many sections I don't love what I hear is that continued humility is needed I have to be on guard and this big book will teach me how to be on guard against resting on my spiritual laurels which means thinking I have done steps one through nine I have arrived I'm okay now and it's very subtle for it to all start coming back Um, I do remember a phone call I received from someone who I sponsored. We agreed that she owed an amends to her sister and uh, she did not want to make that amends right now. I'll wait till tomorrow when I'm feeling, uh, when it's not so fresh. And I myself had just hung up on my sister in a phone call. And so I could not talk, I could not read enough of this to my, the person I was sponsoring, but I heard it for myself. And I had to pick up that phone immediately with a feeling of embarrassment and humiliation and call my sister. And I told her I shouldn't have hung up on her. And she said, no, you shouldn't. And we went on with our conversation. And after that, I realized this is an ongoing process to be free at that moment I have to do this forever and there will be times if I read page 14 where Bill stands on the mountaintop and then page 15 where he is plagued by waves of self-pity and resentment I too will have those times this might be a more dangerous time that first flush of victory is over now I am faced with the day-to-day grind or the day-to-day joy of continuing to recover if I read the family afterwards if I read two wives if I read the end of the of the story in Our Southern Friend and the stories in the back of the book, the, the daily struggles, we are not perfect. We have been given release from life. We have been given a formula right here, very simple, on how to handle difficulties that are sure to come, pass. Thank you, Helena. Would someone else care to share in what was read?
2: Yes, one more. Penny E. Penny E, go ahead, please. This is a marathon. Maybe uh, we can do four hours on this paragraph. Anyway, um, what a fabulous paragraph. I'm just thinking, you know, as a recovered woman, um, I can't afford not to live this way. I cannot afford. I have... um, A commitment to my higher power, I have an ulterior motive because if I stay in these fears and these uh, dishonesty, resentment, selfishness, it's going to take me further away from God. And the further away from God I get, the closer I get to picking up food. You know, this, I have to be in fit spiritual condition. It's a must. It's a must. And it's been my experience through the grace of God. As long as I do stay in that fit spiritual condition, I pray and I meditate every single morning. I try to follow you know, the precise directions, the best of my ability every single day. So when, I, when these things do come up for me... It's, I can't stand it. It's like a, a, an ant crawling on me or a bird pooping on my head or walking into some kind of dirty dew or something. I can't stand it. I can't live that way. And I have to immediately. Immediately. Uh, would I walk around with doo doo on my shoe, you know, to lunchtime, till I get a break? No. And I just wanted to share this because it's so, been so helpful for me, and I don't know where it came from. It's not in the big book, but it's something that I try to use, and it's on being kind, kind to people. And it says, kindness can accomplish that which force cannot. It says, God, may I pause when I am about to react to irritations and respond as though it is you to whom I am speaking. You know, would I talk to God like that? Would I be impatient to God like that? I, We think not. Love you guys. Have a beautiful, God-filled day. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Penny. This is Victoria, Compulsive Overeater, and I would like to briefly comment on the very last line of the paragraph, love and tolerance of others is our code. And the code is really... Uh, The key for living, it is a set of expectations and a bar which tells me how I live, how I act, how I engage the world. Children learn this when they grow up, oftentimes. They're taught, um, and I was taught about love and tolerance, but I was incapable of living this code because I was saturated with fear and the insatiable need for more more of everything more love more stuff more food Um, and this kept me constantly in conflict with those around me and it grew my obsession with self so This last paragraph, this last sentence of the paragraph has particular meaning for me because it defines my life now in recovery. It tells me, this is how you're going to be living, Victoria. And on my own, I cannot live that way. And as a code, it doesn't say, uh, love and tolerance is your code except when there is no except this is it under all conditions not just when conditions are good not just when they're favorable and this relates so much to entering the world of the spirit because without that spirit I cannot live this code it's that simple I don't have the capacity within myself to live a place of love and tolerance under all conditions and that requires me for me to practice the presence of that spirit in my life to make that presence a practice someone's talking about living someone talked about living um, a life of walking prayer and for me to be able to live this code that's about what I need, because I need to be infused with the God of my understanding's power to love. So with that, I'll pass. Anyone else want to comment on this paragraph?
8: Good morning, this is Eddie in Virginia. Eddie, go ahead, please. Thank you. Good morning, all. um this is Eddie in Virginia. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overreader. Um, i remember the first time i read this this paragraph and the one before it that we were talking about yesterday and i cried because i realized that after fifty eight years of searching and not really knowing what i was searching for though i had finally found what i was searching for what these what these two paragraphs promised me Um, it was such an, a monumental impact on my life um, and i still when i read this paragraph get moist in my eyes because it, it just impacts everything about my life today of course then the next paragraph tells me you know what i need to do to keep this marvelous gift that i've been given so it's not just the talk it's the walk and um when i don't practice the walk um, i have a friend who says once you know you can't not know so i know when i don't practice you know when i don't walk what i talk about I know. And uh, I know Penny was talking about just before about how she feels when she, you know, missteps in this program and, you know, that feeling that comes over you. And and I know right away, you know, there's and, and, and there's no it's like this little, you know, you see that cartoon with the angel and the devil on each shoulder. And there's that little voice and it doesn't go away. It will not go away. Until I do something about it, until I do what I need to do about it, what this program tells me I need to do about it. So it's it's a gift, and um, it comes uh, as Leia frequently says, "Freedom is not free; comes with a price." But the price is so worthy of the gift, and uh, the gift certainly is is something that you know you would pay. It's like that uh, that part that scripture. <clears throat> From the old Testament it talks about the, i think it 's from the old testament anyway it 's in the Bible about it talks about the pearl of of um, you know without uh, a priceless pearl that you would sell everything that you had to have this one thing because it it was just worth so much and that 's how I feel about this this program and and this these two paragraphs certainly sum that up. This is the gift that i 've been given that allows me to live free and walk free and be in peace with my god and and, and my fellows um, on this earth, and all I need to do is You know, remember that um, I am a child of God and I need to respond to whatever happens in my life with the steps that this program gives me. And when I do that, everything will be wonderful. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Eddie. Let's move on to the next paragraph. Michelle,
0: would you read, please? Uh, Yes, good
9: morning. This is Michelle Recovered, Compulsive Overeater. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol, for by this time sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude towards liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. Well, I have to share and tell you that, um, you know, I I was told that um, this paragraph describes um, what it feels like when that mental obsession has been removed, when, as it says, the problem has been solved. And um, I was told that that was um, how I would know if I was a recovered compulsive overeater, I would feel safe and in a position of neutrality. And um, if I'm being honest, I'll tell you that that is what hooked me to want to work these, ste- these 12 steps. Um, but what I got from it, um, although I thought this was what I was working for because I felt so hopeless, so powerless, so um, in the quicksand, not being able to um, get out of that feeling of pitiful demoralization with the food, I wanted this, and that's what hooked me to to work these twelve steps. It, it's that it's that first sentence of the paragraph, and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone. Anyone, um, sanity is now will have returned. As sanity didn't return after step four and step five. You know, my sponsor pointed out to me, it's, you know, Michelle, in step ten, when you read the Big Book, it, this is where it says, "Sanity will have returned," and insanity was when. Um you know, my mind wouldn't tell me what the consequences were. It wouldn't tell me what the consequences were when I'd pick up that first bite. It didn't I was it didn't want me to know. It was just like the Jaywalker. It was it was insanity. I had no mental defense against it. Well and the I didn't have my mind wouldn't tell me about the consequences when I was in a conflict with other people either. I didn't see the destruction that I had caused with my behavior. And as I recoil from it, and I'm referring to liquor, um, if tempted, recoil from it, it's from a hot flame. Um, well, now I'm able, because I, can, I have this step 10, to continue to watch for that selfishness and dishonesty and resentment and fear. Um, I can recoil, too, um, because I've, I've got, like they said, this toolkit, this, this set of skills that I've learned from working these steps. I've been given so much more then the relief of that mental obsession about food because I I found I could obsess about anything and I could take a resentment and I could build on that. Um, But now with this toolkit and being able to see it in my mind, sanity's returned. I can see the consequences. I can see when I've said something hurtful or when I'm thinking something that's not kind and I'm not being loving and tolerant of others. I can see it now. Sanity has returned. And now I have the tools to be able to react sanely and normally, whereas before I didn't. Whether it was around food, whether it was around people, I just didn't. I just wasn't sane. And you know, it's happened automatically. And it reminds me of that promise, that very last promise. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. I, I didn't have the ability to do that. I still don't today. I rely and depend on God to give me. Um, the insight to um, help me recoil from that and see it. It's only because uh, I'm staying in fit, you know, spiritual condition, which means steps four through nine, which means that prayer and meditation, that living on that, that state of a, a, a new state of being and that God consciousness that allows me to do it. And yes, indeed, yes, indeed, I'm so grateful um, that the mental obsession um, has been removed and relieved. Don't get me wrong, I am so grateful for that because. That allows me to stay and connected with my higher power, um, but, the, but the greater good, the greater um, uh, gift for me uh, today is to be able to be love and tolerant of other people, and, um, and that's reciprocated. And I am uh, feeling that joy, that happiness that I never felt before. And without a pass, thank you.:
0: Thank you, Michelle. Thank you to everyone who has shared. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Sharon, will you please read a vision for you?
2: Sharon, can you press star unmute?
0: Yes. Good morning, this is Sharon. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be
1: suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly
0: disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come. If your own house is in order.